friends, and welcome <laughs> to another episode of Dungeons and Derek. This is a Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition actual play podcast. My we name is Derek. We actually play this game. We actually play. Yeah, what? Can we drop the actual? I, just, apparently not. Just, just call it a play cup podcast. I don't want to call it a play podcast. So. You're right. Let's keep the actual. <laughs> I mean, we're 15 percent play, 85 uh, percent fucking actual. Around. Oh. <laughs> uh, my name is Derek Lettman, and I am the dungeon master of this podcast. You don't I'm the sound actual very dungeon master. No, am I the actual dungeon master? I'm 15 percent dungeon master. <laughs> Um, and cat wrangler, eighty-five percent cat wrangler, fifty percent concentrated power of will. Um, and I'm joined, uh, like like the other times also by <laughs> Stephanie, Greg, and Jess, and we're having a we're having a good time tonight, folks. We've hit our stride just in this moment right now. You might not like it, but this is what peak podcasting sounds like. <laughs> I, if, if, if they don't like it, I don't want them to listen. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. I mean, I want you to listen, even if you don't like it. I want you to I want you torture to listen, your ear holes. if you don't like it. Mm, so that's your fetish. Yeah, <laughs> having ear people listen to me when they don't Co- want to. That's why I became a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read today that uh, if you're in like a Zoom meeting or something and you want people to participate, you shouldn't. Uh, just say how like everyone you should you should call out people by name. Uh, so yeah, I know. Um, so Stephanie, uh, how's how's it going? Oh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing good. Good, good, good. <laughs> is that is that what participation looks like? I mean that that was I, I would say that's minimum minimum effort. Yes. You, you get a C minus. <laughs> wow. Hey, it's a passing grade. All tough but fair. <laughs> that's, I, that's do, I do a improv murder mystery. Uh, like team building show that oh like perform and yeah, so it performs for all sorts of companies if they want to build Zoom and it's all over Zoom. So when certain actors have to it, like deliver information to these people that work for a company that just does delivery or whatever, that like just does delivery, like like they this, just Jessica. this is twenty twenty one. We've Jessica. lived through two years of a pandemic. Thank just you. delivery. These people are heroes. They're lifesavers. Yeah, we would all be dead. Forget I'm not the talking nurses. about the the people. <laughs> I'm not talking about the people who are doing the delivery, like the people that who are like the behind the scenes okay. analytics and uh, like all right, those so people. You're, so you're doing team building for the, for white, the nerds the white at collars. Jimmy John's. Correct. And- <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. And a good facilitator, quote unquote, actor would would go. Remember, Jimmy, the time when you said, oh, I was just going to pack it up and sell apples after the, the, the stock market crash. Like, and <laughs> that, that, that was a good actor? <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this set in, like, is this set after the, the stock market crash? This, this, there's one that's set in La La Land in 1950 or 1950-49 or something. 1950-49. Ah, the distant future, 1950-49. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I don't know. (laughs) Generic sci-fi comedy book that we are going to reference without actually naming because we don't have the rights. I think you're allowed to say the names of things. Greg, you yeah, are. totally. The lawyer. What if you just couldn't say the name of anything? 
anything or anyone. Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you if you if you dare to utter Disney, um, their Disney SWAT team just comes right to you. They your door. just took a finger of mine. They right, they literally cut wow, off my finger. You didn't make a peep. No, because of you. Idea for new intro music. Well, no, I mean, I mean, I had the... them 40 thieves chairs on a hat a thousand tails. Oh, wait. Okay. How, how long is fair use? 30 seconds? Actually, it doesn't exist. What? Fair use doesn't exist. People like to think it does, but it actually doesn't. What does that what mean? What does exist is you are allowed to parody. use things as parody, yeah. And parody, pretty much the defining rule for that is if it's funny, it's parody. And if it's not, it's not. And anything that you hear in this podcast is not legal advice and should not be construed to uh, give or allow any sort of action for your own personal use. It's, Thank it's, you. It's a parody of legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> is it what's, all legal advice? What's parody law? P-A-R-R-I-T-Y. Wait, what? that's, that's not a word. Yes. Yeah, that's the word I've never heard. Yeah, that was like between two words. It was between three words. It was like parrots yeah. Yeah. And, and parody parody. and parody. And, yes. It's imparity. Imperialism. <gasps> Did you just gasp your own revelation? <laughs> I, 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 it, it, it just it felt like we came to the end of like one of those um, improv warm ups where you, where you get back to the word. Yes. I don't know what those are called. Something. Mm. Improv warm-ups. Ba, 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 ba. I think Aladdin was probably one of the more pivotal pivotal, t- pivotal. Uh, movies during our age, mm-hmm. like uh, as kids. Oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it uh, sodomy by fraud is the that's the entire movie. He he fraudulently gets uh, works his way into uh, her. Sodomy good by fraud. <laughs> that is all. That is a actual thing that you can be convicted for. Sodomy. So basically, scene. you're ass fucking people by by screwing by them over. By them into yeah. Sodomy yeah. by fraud. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. That is upsetting. I mean, it's just. Uh, right. It means to actually trick somebody into sleeping with you. I see. Mm. Got it. Gross. Got it. Yeah. Cool. 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 And there's the uh, there's the jury instruction for you if you're at all curious. Oh, that's uh, that's formatted in a way that makes my brain skip right over it. It's meant to. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. let's do some D&D. Derek's just been waiting there patiently for us oh, to get here. Good boy. Not, not patiently, not patiently. <laughs> <laughs> not patiently. <laughs> let's do that recap thing. Did we talk to Greg? I mean, I mean, you... did we talk to you even, Jessica? Technically, did you do an introduction? But it doesn't matter. I don't think. I, I don't think we have like a resolution set thing to to easily transition. Look, this 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 conversation. This this pre-show banter it's it's a friggin powder keg and it just takes any spark to set it off doesn't mm-hmm. matter where it comes from it's it's a it's a chain reaction but we need an end and i don't think we have an end the end uh, i mean it ends like all explosions fizzling out um Is that how they are? <laughs> <laughs> i tried i tried all right let's 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 go for it after Adair and Mercury's victories in the fighting ring, the group relaxed with a few well-earned drinks and caught up with Ethel, Mercury's trainer. The old trainer caught Adair's eye, and Mercury and Ethel reconciled over the accidental death of Sparko, Ethel's dog. The reconnecting didn't last long, however, before a crash and a familiar whistle were heard. A regulator-led squad of Spellguard burst through the door, raiding the den of iniquity. 
Ethel, thinking quickly, led the group to a seldom-used rear door, where, thanks to some quick kicking by Mercury, the group made short work of the locks and chains securing the door shut, and Ethel and our three heroes fled into the night. The group escaped to the westernmost edge of the city. Ethel, not keen to rough it for a night, returned to her home and her bed, while Adair used some divinely inspired Boy Scout skills to make a cozy campsite for him, Alicia, and Mercury. And that's where we find them now. Yeah, so you guys made a great camping site, and you had a good night's sleep. Um, we haven't really, you know, narrated much about, you know, what the campsite actually looks like, so feel free to fill in details as you see fit. Well, are we in a... Uh coniferous forest are we in a uh, uh <laughs> deciduous forest we, we gotta know are we even in a where forest? we are yeah I, yeah what, what do we have to work with here i think you're like not not in the dense part of the forest but you're sort of on the edge of the forest where it sort of blends between like city and forest so there's trees but there's also occasional houses okay so it's that part where you're driving and it says welcome to angeles national forest and you look around and there are no trees yeah <laughs> So we're kind of out in the open. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not deep in the forest or anything, but it's also you're you're far enough outside of the city center that there's not a lot of activity. You're you're in like a pretty pretty secluded little um little glade, like back behind you know off the road, kind of behind um a couple houses. Well, that's the first time I've slept on a rock, so I'm really glad that we've had this experience. I say, uh, what do I sound like? What, who am I? Uh, Hey, were you not the one who was uh, clamoring for adventure and wanting your mother to let you off the leash? What did you expect? Do you think adventurers don't sleep on a rock from time to time? I wanted to steal some stuff, like good things that you can sell for a lot of money and that, uh, you know, are impressive and magical. This isn't that. You stole yourself out of a prison. That's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I forget, Alicia. Do you what? Do you do you sleep a full night? How do I find out? <laughs> it's like racial traits for for half elves. I think nothing relating to rest. Nothing. Okay, so you sleep the full the full eight hours. Yeah. So it was definitely a very late night last night. Um. So if you're sleeping the full eight hours, then you know it's probably late in the morning now. Um. Almost noon. Okay. So the sun's up pretty high. So, what are we gonna do now? We're on the run, I suppose. Well, if we could somehow figure out what got us into the trouble in the first place. We don't have the Orb of Enigmas or Fenagin or whatever the guy's name was anymore. Uh, what was it? Are you looking for Seamus? Seamus. I, I knew it was, was a common name. Mm. Uh, uh, your best friend, Seamus, yes. Uh, when, you, when you get to my age, uh, names. Uh, but uh, if we were to figure out more about this Orb of Enigmas, that might help... Perhaps if we could have yeah, someone argue our case on our behalf, uh, that might help as well. Uh, there's, I, I think there are certainly options back in the city, um, but it would be difficult to get back. Yeah, the city seems like a, like a bad choice. If they're able to find us in, in Mercury's little, you know, pleasure hovel, then I, I feel like they could find us anywhere. Stop tickling me there. <laughs> hmm. Well, we could perhaps uh, just find our own magic and treasure off in the wilderness and go look for some kind of a, I don't know, a dragon uh, lair or or maybe some orc tribe that has loot. I don't know. We can go and do 
Something Why? off. Right, because you said you want to steal things. I'm looking for magical things, and and our sleeping beauty over here wants to kill things, and so there's a lot of that out out in the mountains. Uh, that's all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna wake her up. She probably doesn't have any ideas, but who knows? I start kicking, gently kicking Mercury. I'd like to have a uh, like sleep reaction and like kick back. <laughs> you would like to? <laughs> but I, I do. I have a sleep reaction and fucking kick back. Yeah, I don't think we need to roll for that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I kick, well, I kick harder. I fucking go go to break your knee. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> this was not a smart idea, <laughs> Alicia. <laughs> don't make me use my spell slots this early to heal you. Well. <laughs> Mercury, why don't you roll an unarmed attack with disadvantage? Great. Okay, first, I don't get to add a modifier if it's disadvantage? Yeah, you right? get to add your modifier, you just okay. roll twice and take the worst of the two. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Does that does that hit, Alicia? Uh, If it matches, does it hit? Ties go to defender. Ties go to defender. Okay, then no, it doesn't hit. Cool, so you're able to, yeah, uh, leap out of the way as a... Uh, as Mercury's surprisingly violent uh, <laughs> kicks at you. Yeah, so as I kick and whiff, it gives me that sensation of like feeling like I'm falling. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it jolts me awake. Who's that? Ah! Why is that so universal? Why does yeah. everyone know mm-hmm. that feeling? Uh, my weird. father used to say that it's it's instinctual when we used to sleep in the trees. Uh, okay. Then we know it's not that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Anybody else have teeth falling out nightmares? Oh yeah. No, yeah, that's anxiety. Yeah, Did you that's know straight up anxiety. That young boys dream about vaginas with teeth. Without ever having seen one, yeah, I, it's it's like a I universally. Ex- well, no, it's just it's a common enough phenomena. Hmm. Which young boy? Derek and I are making the same Derek face right now. I'm it, highly incredulous. Hold on, I'm medium incredulous. I want to I want to check your sources. Oh no, we got derailed again. <laughs> it okay. happened. That's okay. We'll get back on it. <laughs> Dungeons and derails. No, keep on going. I'll get this. Don't worry. Well, she woke you up for a reason, so you're, yeah, the, you're the one who needs to be talking here, so... Uh, I'm going to be able to do just fine. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> All right, Mercury, what you got? What? What do you mean, what do I got? I got not... I got to have a sleep. <laughs> well, you've been sleeping for ten hours, so I think that it's about time for you to not be doing that. And? Listen... I don't know, guys. We are having a conference about uh, what we're going to do next. We can't go to my home. I don't believe we can go back to the to the city. Adair wants to go into the mountains to find dragons. That sounds kind of cool. Right? I, that's what I was saying. We can <laughs> find thought, treasure. I thought, the, I thought the dragons died off years ago. That's why we have to find one. Imagine, imagine the headlines if we could find uh, a lost dragon. So it's an even worse idea than I thought. All right. But, I mean, well, there's still things for you to steal in the mountains from, who knows, from dwarf and... I'm not, uh, stealing isn't my only thing. I also like like a sense of safety and security, and I would like to have that uh, reestablished. Well, I asked you what you were looking for, and you're like, oh, I wish I had stolen something. All right, well, we can make that happen for you. I'm pretty sure that whatever kind of lives we had before this is uh, pretty much done. And, you know... I'm pretty sad about that because I was a pretty decent fighter. No, 
I don't know. I, I'm do your life mine. actually looked like it was kind of shit. All right, and it was still mine. <laughs> you can still be a decent fighter, and this time you're not fighting for other people. You're fighting for yourself. For actual, I at least got fed before. Now I don't know where my next meal's going to come from. I got to kill uh, a squirrel or two and eat. Yeah, hey. don't worry. I can. I can find food. I, just, I am really not feeling your energy out here. I feel like camping does some bad things to you. Here's my here's here's my here's my thought. Is I can't tell you what the point to any of this was. We just got kicked out of my favorite place. Everything else is, is super hot, meaning like you can't touch it because you know, like when you have hot goods, you stole something. It's hot. Like it's all my my spots that were once cool are now hot, and not in a good way. I don't fully understand what you just said, but I think I... explained I, uh, it ad nauseum. <laughs> uh, all of your spots might <laughs> be nauseum, hot. Ad nauseum, you're really, really d- delving into those uh, note Vocabulary cards. cards. <laughs> delving, there's another one for you. What's that? Uh, well, if we find a dwarven mine, we can go dw- delve down into it and maybe steal something. Is it, Isn't that is right, it like dwa- Is it like dwelving, like dwarving, and you like give... Is that a way to fuck an, a, a, a dwarf? Absolutely. It's definitely okay. a way to fuck a dwarf, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, I guess we could do that. <laughs> well, let's say that about now you hear a sound off in the distance. Um, a whistle. Ooh. Wow, Jesus, Greg. <laughs> a fucking whistle. It's always... <laughs> Why don't you uh, uh, each roll a oh, per- no. perception wow. check? This, this could have been easy. <laughs> it was going to be an ice cream truck, and I turned it into the Are we again. all rolling this or just uh, a dare? No, a dare. He 24. Oh, my God. Okay, perception boy. Okay, um, I mean that's certainly enough to pass the check. Um, but if anyone else also wants to to join nah, the cool crew, nah, I'm good. All right. Uh, so, Dare, you hear off in the distance the crunching of carriage wheels on a, a gra- gravelly, uh, not gravel, like, you know, like a path, like it's a path, but yeah, it's not a paved. sandy, dirty path. Yeah, like a country road. Yeah. It's a country road. Take me you hear home. The, you hear the crunching of carriage wheels, metal reinforced wooden carriage wheels on a country road. That's what you get with the 24. Car wheels on a gravel road. All right, Derek, this one's for you. Everybody hide. I, I hear a carriage off in the distance. <laughs> Why hide? I don't really understand the joke. Uh, as in, Derek wants us to go talk to the carriage so that he can start the story rolling. And I'm telling everyone to hide. <laughs> <laughs> Derek is not having any of this shit today. <laughs> he is not in the mood. <laughs> not having it. Hey, is okay, that how fine. I'm coming across? Fine. Uh, hey, anyone else hear uh, what sounds like a, a carriage? Oh. Not, not particularly. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I hear a carriage off to the south. Should I go bit. topple it and steal their goods? That would be one path forward. We could become outlaws. Ooh, we already we are, are outlaws, actually. We already are. That could be kind of fun, except that wouldn't help me with my emeritus. Not my emeritus. I think my, your emeritus is down the, the, the dreaded, dra- drainitis. Uh, maybe. And sure enough, as you're having this conversation, the sound of the carriage wheels uh, gets louder and louder um, as it draws closer. Um, and you can see uh, down the road, a it's a little bit tough to tell given the distance, but from what you can tell, it's it's a massive like stagecoach plus plus sized carriage. It's a stretch Hummer carriage. <laughs> it's got a pool in the back. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's two topless tieflings out of the sunroof. Oddly enough, uh, you can see that there doesn't seem to be anything drawing it on the front. Hmm. Magic. And I imagine that's normal in the city. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's not actually that that unusual. Um, it would certainly be unusual most this places in the out. world, but yeah. but yeah, not so much in Axis. But as we talked about last time, this far out, magic seems to kind of be mm-hmm. no longer a part of life. So someone important is out here for some reason. All right. So this is our chance. So we're gonna we're gonna be brigands now. Is that is that right? Brigands. Well, what, what does a brigand mean? Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't made that flashcard for you. Um, how, how about uh, a um, bandit? You know the word bandit? I like think a band-aid? Like something you put over your cut? No, oh, you can't say that. Yeah. That, that, oh. That's... <laughs> like an adhesive bandage. <laughs> that might aid you in, in, in times of need? Mm, how, about, how about a ruffian? Oh, I like it, a ruffian. <laughs> Thefty bad guys. Ooh, kind of like hefty bags. What? (laughs) 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 Oh, my brain! Wow, my brain went straight to boobs. It took me a minute. (laughs) Oh, look at that hefty bags. Look at those hefty hefty bags bags on that one. (laughs) All right, all right. I'll steal their. Invisible horse. I mean, that that carriage alone, that looks like an expensive carriage. Oh, we could find maybe a chop shop and sell the carriage. Oh, Become... it could be our new house. We could live that van life. <gasps> I have an idea. We could be I'd like to. I'd like to run out in front of the carriage and pretend to get hit by it. <laughs> Insurance fraud. <laughs> Without discussing this with my team. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me roll perception for the uh, person or persons inside the carriage, real quick. This should be, we should have a YouTube component of our um, podcast, but just for Derek's face. <laughs> it's just like uh so mercury you're you're standing out there like well are, are you like are you hiding like off to the side and you're gonna like leap in front of it as it's coming past or are you just like d- tell, tell me what you're doing exactly well are there wheels or there, is it there are all lifted okay yeah 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 no, it's, um, not, it's not a hover carriage i'm gonna make like i'm gonna walk across at the same time i like the path Mm-hmm. That it's crossing this, it's all it's going down the path, and so as they, like I'm gonna, you know, do like a like a looks like I hit it, sound like I hit it, but like really I'm just pushing it and and like bounce off. Oh, so, so you're like, trying to do like a uh, a stunt double roll over yeah. the hood sort of a thing? Yeah, yeah, slipping Jimmy, slipping. Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> is that what it's called? No, no that's just from Better Call Saul. Oh, oh, so I'm gonna do a Better Call Saul. I'm gonna do a Duke's a Hazard. They're canceled. Oh, that's right. Uh, so as you kind of creep out of the out of the bushes uh, to do your insurance fraud trick, you hear an ethereal whinny, which is a strange phrase. Maybe has never been said before. Um, ah, <laughs> 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 and 
as if an invisible driver had yanked on invisible reins tied to invisible horses, uh, the carriage uh, abruptly kind of, you know, uh, screeches and stutters. Screeches? Probably doesn't screech, but uh, <laughs> sort of... Stu- did, carriages have, did carriages have brakes? <laughs> Burning rubber, just... Uh, uh, I mean, no. I'm, sh- like- I'm, I'm pretty sure that the there was enough friction between the wood spoke and the wood wheel that it just kind of stopped easily if it's not going downhill. Okay. Wow. Huh. It might have like a lever brake thing. That's what I'm it wondering. That's what I'm wondering. That, like, yeah. like, that could hey, like clamp hey, down on a this wheel. This is a fantasy world. We could have carriages with brakes. <sighs> yeah. Maybe they, maybe they, we got a little, little bit of steampunk in here. Well, anyway, they're invisible brakes. Um, <laughs> if, if they exist at all, they're invisible. Um, but we'll leave it up. We'll leave it up to the listener's imagination, whether they're invisible brakes or not. Magic right. brakes. Uh, so they, they were a, uh, feature, an add on feature that you could order with a covered wagon back in the day. It wasn't necessarily yeah, a covered some, wagon. Yeah. But this is more like, uh, this like, is like a fancy boy. Victorian yeah. like carriage. So I think probably if they had them for covered wagons, they probably had them for huh. fancy ass carriages, yeah. which this definitely is. Um, so the, the carriage, yeah, stutters to a halt. Um, and now that you're up close to it, you can see that it's like dark, uh, it's dark black. It's like made out of, I don't know, maybe obsidian or, or ebony or some sort of like shiny, um, dark stone. I like the idea of a entire carriage made out of obsidian. No, that'd <laughs> be really heavy. Up well in a crash, but. Yeah. <laughs> Flaky bits are going it just, everywhere. It just shatters. Yeah, hold on. Let me just punch your carriage. <laughs> just I have a weapon everyone, <laughs> just everyone with an just obsidian shrapnel. <laughs> All right, we punch the carriage as an attempt to just murder the uh, inhabitants. Yeah. <laughs> My hand goes and ourselves. It. <laughs> um, and it's got kind of like silver, silver patterns inlay um, in like like skull and ghost motifs. Very, very spooky. Ooh. Spooky. Yeah. Okay. And 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 is are you saying that this happens? It stops before I have a chance to make it seem like it hit me. It would not hit you, but you know, if you wanna, if you wanna try to, you know, play it off as if it did, um, you can definitely roll a, a performance oh. check. Why would that have? Why why would have my intentions have changed in any way? <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Go for We're it. Please, it. please, please, go for it. Uh, I would like to aid her. Uh, oh, you have to watch where you're going, Lassie. <laughs> you, you ran out right in front of that car. I'm got dumb. Hit. I Mercury. don't know. 18. My sister. 18 total? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to reserve the right to cut this because it might be uninteresting if it doesn't change anything. Adair and or Alicia, um, if you want to aid to give her advantage, um, you can roll your own performance check to see whether you actually help. Well, it's a 16. Uh, is it? Worth both of us rolling, or is it you just get aid from one person? It'll just be one advantage. So six, 16 is enough um, to do it. Um, so, uh, Mercury, if you want to do another roll um, to see if you can beat your 18. Oh, okay. Fine. Well, that's a nat 20. But! What? We're coming for we're coming for you, State Farm. (laughs) (laughs) Jake. (laughs) Okay. Um, so the carriage door whips like slams open, (laughs) crashes against the side um of the carriage. Let's say like a little bit of like chipped off obsidian (laughs) falls off, hits the ground. And out of the carriage leans 
someone who you've met before. Any guesses? Uh, Seamus. <laughs> it's not Seamus. It's Brago. It's Brago. Out Brago. of the door leans Brago. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and he goes, oh, God. Oh, Mercury. Oh, my. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Um, and, um, you killed he, Mercury. <laughs> Um, and he he leaps down, rushes over to uh, to where Mercury is lying on the on the road, um, and he re- reaches around in his cloak, pulls out a little uh, vial of something, pops it open, um, and starts trying to pour it down your throat, Mercury. <laughs> if you if you drink a health potion and you're not hurt, do you get is like, it like alcohol? Bonus, do you get bonus super AP? high? Just feels good, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to feel good, man. <laughs> all right, you feel good, man. It's all good, man. Oh, Brago. Uh, well, Mercury, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so Why sorry. Why would you but do that, that to me? I'm never gonna have children. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me right. This is a natural belly. twenty. <laughs> what the hell right are you doing out here? <laughs> Why would you do this to me, Brago? You I ruptured that, her ovaries. I know that we betrayed you and went to the cops, but hi. I'm, I'm so sorry, but that was that was a very powerful potion. You should you should feel fine very very soon. I'm fine. <laughs> you feel you feel okay? I feel great, but it's still I'm still gonna sue you. Look, I, honestly, Mercury, I have very good lawyers. <laughs> it's okay it's okay we're friends never mind i was just kidding anyway it's to you if it was somebody else that we hated i would have taken you to taking you taking you down but we're on the run anyway i don't got a leg to stand on i actually have both legs i like jump up to my feet i'm like i'm doing fine yeah about about you being on the run i i, I know you are and and that's that's why uh, that's why i came oh it'd be that easy to find well to, to be honest I, I i had a little help um <clears throat> and he, he clears his throat um, and you all sort of feel like a little, I don't know, if you have like any sort of like magical sensitivity and maybe even if you don't, um, you feel like the hairs start to stand up on the back of your neck um, as if you're in the, the presence of some like extreme magical power. Oh, shit. And from out the carriage door, a figure steps and like places their foot out in front of the carriage and just like. Slow pan up from the from a dark boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it steps down and there's like it doesn't look like there's a step, but like when their foot hits the air, like there's a little like magical ripple and just like they're standing on air. They got some kind of like cool invisible fold out. Standing on air, don't give the message <laughs> at the beep. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, and a and a figure uh, uh robed in, in black, hood over their face, walks down. Like when you say hood over their face, is it comically over their face? Like they can't see anything, or can they see, and therefore we can see their face because it's the middle of the day. <laughs> it, it probably is like comically over their face. All right, because they don't need human eyes. Yeah, yeah, where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> Brago sort of uh, looks nervously around. Um, and he goes, uh, "My my friends, uh, Mer- Mercury, Adair, Alicia. I'd like I'd like to introduce you to." Lady Gravemorn uh, of the Conclave. Uh, Lady Gravemorn, how have you been? It has been quite a time since I believe we last saw each other at the gala, which was uh, held by the... And she raises a hand to Adair and she goes, Please, Adair, there's, there's no time. Would you come in the carriage? All right. And I should just walk in. Ah. <laughs> okay. uh... Are we also invited? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Please, please come. Ah, this is Brago. I mean, he kind of scampers up into the carriage and, and gestures. All right. Gives you a hand. Let's go. 
I like walk up the carriage and like try and look into their eyes and I'm like trying to see if I can get a face and and I'm like, did you know that you didn't hit me? <laughs> and, and she just like sort of shakes her head a little bit. So Braco, before we um before we get into your uh mysterious Van. carriage with your mysterious people uh yes that's all blacked out in obsidian uh are you just like not mad that we took the thing to the the the, the cops alicia i'll explain more uh, when we're in, when we're in the carriage i'm just like understandably of course uh, like concerned that you're gonna murder us i i promise you i honestly i'm i'm, I'm disappointed i wish you hadn't made the choices you did but if I put myself in your shoes, I'm not sure I would have done anything different. You're a very understanding crime boss. <laughs> I te- technically, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, I don't have any other good options, so here we go, I guess. I, I, I give you my word that, that we won't do you any harm, if that's worth anything to you. But there, you have any way of like making that magically binding? <laughs> Well, the way I see it, if if there's someone here from the Conclave, there's something important happening. And if the Conclave is interested, they'll be able to find us wherever we go. Better to cooperate with the Conclave than to not. So I'm sure Elysian knows this, but I don't. What is the Conclave? Uh, so the Conclave is the sort of ruling council of elite mages that sort of yeah are, are like the top level government of axis okay all right yeah i guess and i get in the carriage and mercury are you in already oh yeah okay i'm like already popping the bubbly <laughs> yeah i was figured dude you found the mini fridge and and, and i'm definitely like whole hogging caviar <laughs> with my fingers you've already you've already finished off a whole little uh, thing of it five, like five hundred dollar ounce yeah. worth yeah uh so brago peeks out the carriage door kind of looks looks left looks right and then pulls the the door shut some more obsidian shatter soft it's, <laughs> it's just not a well-designed carriage it looks really cool though um lady gravemore makes a little flick with her hand um and the carriage uh, uh starts rolling again well, um, m'lady, you, you brought us, uh, you came and rescued us. So, um, uh, what have we misunderstood about everything that's happening in the city? There must be something happening that we don't know about, that we are in the middle of. Yes, of course. And first off, I want to apologize that any of you have gotten wrapped up in any of this I want to thank you for what you've done so far without even realizing it. And what was that? We beat Jojo. That was pretty good. I I don't know who that is. <laughs> we found some zombie ninja turtles. But no, go on, go on, go on. I apologize. In recovering the Orb of Enigmas from the wizard Seamus O'Greatoak, you... <laughs> it's just a very funny name. Yeah, yes, I hadn't thought about it, but it is... It is rather funny. <laughs> In recovering the Orb of Enigmas from Seamus O'Greatoak, you have helped to avert a tragedy that could ultimately be the undoing of Axis, the city that we spent so much effort building. So we're heroes, and we deserve to be pardoned and allowed to go about our business? Alicia, if you ask me, the answer to that question is, is yes, but... 
Although we present a unified front to the outside, the conclave is not one mind. And there are others who would not feel the same way I do. Before we get too far into that, let me back up just a bit. Yes, that sounds good. How much do you know about the founding of Axis? Well, <laughs> everything. Please stop him. Please, please. I honestly slept through Axis history, 203. I did okay in 101. Well, by the... Uh... <laughs> You're only history check to see if you can sort of uh, in, into Me? what she's... Uh, Adair. Okay. Oh, okay. 21. 21? Okay. So, yeah. So, you know um, that there are kind of... It, it's not quite an answered problem. It's one of those, like, um, academic questions that's, that's up for debate. There are a lot of theories about um, about why Axis was founded, where it was, and why it's come to be sort of the, the magical capital of the world. There are theories about, like, geomancers who believe that, like, there, there are ley lines that, like, converge in a you know, arbitrary way on within access that you know amplify the magical power there are people that say that this is like a spot where the barrier between the planes is thinner so it's easier to like tap into you know other planes for energy there are people who believe that it's just like the fact that so many powerful wizards have like gathered together doing magic it's sort of like uh like reaches Chicken critical mass yeah. and yeah yeah amplifies itself so i'm I obviously don't believe that the uh, axis happened because there's a group of people who happened to get together before there were a group of... That doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't trust geomancers. So, you know, I've always believed that this has been uh, the thinness between the, the spheres, as, as you were. And uh, where, where do you fall down uh, on, on that uh, debate? In my mind, the question itself is, is academic. Uh, no, no disrespect. Uh, Mr. McConifer. Uh, Dr. McConifer. <clears throat> uh, My apologies. And well, I can he tell... must be attracted to you. I thought he was going to screw Ethel, but he must want to F you. I, I really get the impression that he's just kind of generally horny. That's fair. <laughs> he might need to just get laid in general. I'm just trying to discuss how how the city started. I don't understand what you two By clarifying the fact that you're a doctor? I didn't work 900 years to be called Mr. never made us call you doctor. You've never used my formal introduction of any sort. You've just called me Adair. You've never called me Mr. McConifer or Dr. McConifer or any such thing. All right, Dr. Adair, keep going. Dr. Conifer. And again, Dr. McConifer, no offense, but... I left behind the pleasures of the flesh a long time ago. <laughs> oh, that's too bad well, for me. I never said anything about it. Ah, what, that's what I get for traveling with ruffians. I know that word now. <laughs> but to get back to my point, regardless of the reasons why, magic in Axis is more powerful. In many ways, this is a great thing. It's allowed us to push the study of the arcane arts farther than many ever thought possible. But... That pursuit of knowledge and power doesn't come without danger or cost. And the Orb of Enigmas, which you encountered, represents just such a danger. Brago, is this something you know about? Or is this the person that was you're, you were arbiting for? Yeah, yes, Mercury, as you've, uh, as, as you've gleaned, uh, Lady Gravemourne was... I don't my... glean in public. <laughs> of, of course not. Uh but Lady Gravemourn was, of course, the uh, unnamed patron who hired me to send you to recover the Orb of Enigmas. All right. And what's the whole deal with the Orb of Enigmas? The Orb of Enigmas 
while it's not unique in being a dangerous magical artifact, it's dangerous in the sense that merely studying it, striving for knowledge about it, gives it power. Should you even be telling us that then? Because wouldn't that mean we are learning about it, therefore increasing its power by having you teach us even the properties of it? While I can't be fully sure that they are effective, I have done what I can to secure this space against the magics of the orb. So if there is a safe space in the world, this this carriage should be as safe as any. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. But as you've said... Once you leave this carriage, I would strongly encourage you to minimize your talking or even thinking about the orb. Oh, dear. Hmm. You shouldn't have told us that. Now we're going to think about it all the time. And I can't help but think that it's with the the Kara Windblade, and maybe we shouldn't have done that. Are we putting them in danger? I have good news and bad news in that regard. Is she dead? No. Oh, that would have been good and bad news. <laughs> no, as, as, as far as I know, Sergeant Windblade still lives, but the orb is no longer in her possession. Oh. Can I ask you a question? Yes? What should we have done? I got us jailed and then chased. I thought we were trying to do the right thing. I know we should have just brought the orb right back to Brago, but what? What? what did, please tell me that this orb made me make bad decisions. I'm 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 sorry that I can't placate any guilt you might feel by giving you a clean answer like that. You made the choices that you did. However, I believe, as does Brago here, that given the information that you had, you made the best choices that you saw available to yourself. And I sincerely hope I'm correct in that. Well, it's, absolutely, it makes, it makes you feel better that you might still trust us. That's kind of my point. Can I? Detect her alignment without a spell to do so. Uh, you can certainly roll an insight check if you'd like. Yeah, I absolutely would because between the the skull and ghost uh, stuff on the outside of a black carriage, her having left behind all mortal pleasures long ago, you can't see her face. Uh, she's probably just a necromancer. Yeah, or, or a lich or something. Her name is like beyond the grave or whatever, something like that. Grave digger. <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs> Natural 20. Yeah. Holy. This is nuts. Holy Toledo. I think if we're going by like the classic, like three by three um, D&D alignment grid, I think Lady Gravemourne would fall into neutral good. As far as you can tell, everything that she's said to you um, up to this point has been sincere. And it seems like her motive is sort of to like, you know, whether it's self-preservation or, or, or whether it's like fully altruistic, um, she's definitely trying to avert a catastrophe. So I kind of want to make it obvious, but not interrupting that I'm actively relaxing. Maybe I, you know, I put a hand on both Mercury and Alicia's, shoulder, Alicia's shoulders like, all right, yeah, this is this is. Um, where we want to be and, you know, kind of relax and sit back a bit. And I twitch my shoulder away. Ew. Yeah, it's 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 tough to see, given her, like, her hefty robes and everything, but um, but Daryl kind of letting that, that natural 20 um, ride a little bit. <laughs> you see, like, her body language does seem to, you know, she sort of intuits that you're kind of, you know, you're picking up what she's putting down. Mm-hmm. Um, she sort of relaxes a little bit um, and, and sighs a little bit. 
and she goes, as as I was saying, uh, the good news is Sergeant Windblade is is unharmed as far as I know. The bad news is that the orb is no longer with her. Uh, are you familiar with Lord Stone Tower, another member of the Conclave? Uh, yes, Lord Stone Tower, uh, from, from the Stone Tower house. Uh, I'll avoid giving the history of the house because I can tell that uh, there's important things that need to be discussed. Wow, character growth. <laughs> well, I, this is the first time I am not the, uh, you know, the actual uh, power entity the in the room. The actual expert in the room. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. As it sounds like you know, Dr. McConifer, Lord Stonetower's role within the Conclave is to oversee the protective forces of Axis, including the Regulators and the Spellguard. When he heard about the orb coming into the possession of Sergeant Windblade, he intervened at once and brought the orb to his own hold. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? I personally believe it to be a bad thing. Lord Stonetower is, is driven to increase the might and the power of Axis, and the orb will prove an irresistible lure to him, and a mage of his caliber turning his intellect toward the orb will... It, it'll be like... Trying to, like uh, I, I want a word from Fantasy Napalm. Um, <laughs> it'll be like it'll, Fantasy Napalm. <laughs> it'll, it'll be like throwing fantasy napalm on a fire. <laughs> I, I think I understand what you're saying here, and I imagine where you might be going with this is you have already found a team who is able to acquire the orb and willingly give it up, and therefore you are hoping we could uh, repeat our feat of acquiring it and willfully dropping it, which seems to be difficult for people of power. Is that correct? Dr. McConifer, I knew you were an intellect, <laughs> oh. but... You also uh, seem to be highly. Why? Why? Why are you groaning? Why are you? Why are doctor, you doing that? You gonna check out my vagina next? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I elbow Mercury like, huh? Good one. <laughs> <laughs> I got an itch. You need scratching. <laughs> uh, have you been using uh, uh, proper hygiene? Uh, yes, from time to time, between the labial folds, there may be. Uh, ah! what? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I look at I look at this lady grave gravehorn. Gravehorn. Listen, gravehorn. Gravehorn. Gravelorny. Yep. Gravelorn Michaels. <laughs> I uh, while I appreciate this uh, info sesh, I, I I think you're barking up the wrong fantasy tree because we. <laughs> We are. You think we have the capability of saving this entire town? Why would you be di- di- divergent of this information to us? Is that the right word? No. Okay. But it's, we'll, it's we'll close. look over it. It's we'll look over it later. Were you listening to what uh, Doctor McConifer just said? No. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's understandable. <laughs> every every time I hear doctor, I just like tune right. My eyes glaze over. I'm in a I'm in a, a caviar coma right now. L- Lady Gravemore, you can feel free to call me uh, Adair. That's fine. Very, very well, then, my friends at ease. I elbow Mercury again. <laughs> oh, I almost throw out the caviar. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is, as as Adair said, you've proven that you have skills in in recovering in infiltrating secure areas and recovering artifacts and i really can't overstate this one you've proven that you have some resistance to the charms of the orb which 
frankly, is not something that we can take for granted. Is it because we're dumb? It's because we're dumb, isn't it? Now that we know that it has charms, is that going to be causing, is that going to cause a problem there? No, I think it's because we're dumb. It, it doesn't matter. It might be because you're dumb, but, but uh, Adair and I are not, so. You're, you're kind of dumb, Alicia. Well, that's a matter of. Here I am just excited about the prospect of doing the exact opposite thing that I've trained my entire life to do. I've always wanted to study things and learn more, but now I'm being sent on a mission where I have to do the exact opposite and intentionally learn nothing. And, oh, this is, this is, uh, this is like a life riddle that is happening in real time. I, I'm absolutely here for this plan. Okay. My question still stands. If knowing stuff about it is bad, and now we know that uh, that that uh, people want it, is that gonna mess mess with our whole deal? Get out of the habit of asking that question. We don't know. Miss Ravenwood's uh, concern is 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 valid, um, and I've always known I have a streak of optimism. But I believe the three of you have have strength of will and character enough to resist the orb. But uh, if you have concerns, then there are magical means to selectively remove memories. They're more a, a broadsword than a scalpel, but if, if you would feel more comfortable that way, we can certainly attempt to blank out parts of your memory. I just need to drink a lot one night in order to do that. Uh, we, all, we all use the tools we have. <laughs> I just am going to need a lot of gold. Do you know, that's like my point. I I think what is happening here is bigger than gold. Once you save the city and have the conclave in your debt, you don't need to worry about gold anymore. Here's what I'm going to ask you, and I turn straight to Brago. Are we so sure that the city we're about to save is actually worth saving? (laughs) Are we so sure that this is a town that's built on the backs of the sweaty poor in order to let the <laughs> majocracy take over. Is this really what we want to die and fight for, Brago? They don't like rat people like you, Brago. They don't like f- fighter women like me, Brago. Mercury, I must say, uh, you've become uh, much more uh, loquacious since uh, the last time we spoke. Uh, uh, Don't you dare call me loquacious! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let let me write down that one. That'll that'll be a good one to add to her pile. Uh, But, uh, and uh, Lady Grafemorna, correct me if I'm uh, mistaken here, but I, I don't think the orb would be content with consuming the city. I, I, I think eventually it's unchecked its 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 power and its lure would extend to the the entire world as we know it and 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 possibly the planes beyond so it's it's not merely a question of of being altruistic and 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 saving those who who perhaps wouldn't do the same to you it's a question of making sure we we have somewhere to live somewhere to go tomorrow saving ourselves well that just put a lot of pressure on this whole thing <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lady Gravemore, you're too smart to do this. What? If the orb were to come into my hands, I, I, I don't believe I would be strong enough to resist its call. And I'm not trying to boast here, but given the, the power that I wield, I think I would be extremely dangerous and ill-advised. So wait, what are we supposed to do with it once we got it? Like find some volcano and put it in that? It's a little too derivative of another story I've heard. 
before. Hey, if you use derivative in a sentence, I'm proud of you, Mercury. <laughs> I'll derivative all over this <laughs> wagon. <laughs> I don't know what that means, and I don't want to. Unfortunately, uh, because of the nature of the orb, I, I haven't been able to do the research to find if there is a way to destroy it. Uh, perhaps there is, and perhaps you could find it. The way that we'd handled it in the past was to sequester it in the darkest, dustiest corner of the archives where no one would ever come upon it by mistake and erase, we thought, all mention of it from the histories and textbooks. And we thought we'd been successful until somehow Seamus found it and recovered it. Well, what about the bottom of the ocean? It's not likely to turn up again. I have another question. The person that we were supposed to take the Enigma thing from wasn't the person that was there. It was Seamus. Who was that person that we were talking about originally? You're talking about... Pendriel? Archivist Senthry, yes. Pendriel Senthry. And he's in the orb now? Seamus, maybe using the power of the orb or maybe using his own arcane power, trapped Pendriel within a ruby that he wore around his neck. Oh, that's right. So, but then did, was it Pendriel who found the orb then? So. <laughs> Wait, but then why do we think Pendriel had the orb when it was Seamus? Because he was pretending to be Pendriel. Why was he pretending to be Pendriel? That's my question. So that he could get access to the archives. And why did so Pendriel have access orb. to the archives? Because he was an archivist. Okay. All right. Okay. It's all coming together. Good. So yeah, what about the ocean idea? It's, 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 it's not an idea without merit, Adair, but... We could shoot it off into space, or I, I still think my volcano idea is pretty good. These are, all, these are all good ideas, and it may be that one of them is the correct solution to the problem, but I must remind you that the people we're dealing with, traversing the bottom of the ocean or the interior of a volcano is not an insurmountable obstacle. Listen, I'm having an idea. Stop me if it's bad. But remember when we went into the chocolate, chocolate anus? Chocolate plane. Exactly. Maybe they wouldn't be able to recover it if we were able to find a realm wherein, is that, use that word right? Wherein we could hide the thing and then close that realm up for good. And destroy all the chocolate people within? Well, it doesn't have to be that one. We could possibly create a new pocket realm, one where it's filled with orbs. <laughs> Orb realm. Orb realm. Orb realm. And we hide hide the orb in the orb realm. <laughs> this this podcast is no longer called <laughs> Axis. It's orb. Orb realm. Orb realm. I'll have to think about it, but I think you might be onto something there. If we could find a suitably remote pocket dimension and cut off any access to it, that might be the perfect Axis. place to sequester the orb. <laughs> Ooh, and possibly we find. Oh, the individual that uh, that uh, uh, Mercury just bested seems to be a, a mindless oaf who may not be curious about the orb. We Jojo? Could, yeah, we could put Jojo in there as the protector of the orb uh, and right, like, this is make him live for eternity or something. I don't them. know. That sounds a bit cruel. Yeah, possibly. And I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Are we? Are we? Are we? Huddle, huddle. <laughs> are we? Are we? Are we? Do we want to do this? I don't think we have a choice. Do we want to have a favor from the conclave owed to us? 
Yeah, I think we do. I think that we won't be on the run anymore after this. It also seems like a great way to get killed. Would you possibly want your own house instead of having to be part of your mother's? Like an offshoot that doesn't even get to be... Like you might be able to be your mother's equal. Mm. I already am my mother's equal. Emotionally, sure, but in name, not really. I'm nobody, but I don't want to. I don't want to talk about my mother right now. We're talking about the orb, so I guess it sounds like a yes. Absolutely, I am not to be trusted with decisions. So whatever you say, <laughs> I'm very, very pleased to hear that. <laughs> oh, you're not done with our huddle <laughs> yet. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, break. Yes, <laughs> we decided. Yes. I was supposed to hear that one, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm I'm very happy to hear that. Listen, the the regulators and the spell guard are on high alert looking for you, so and I'm afraid I can't directly intervene there as it's not my purview, but I do have uh, a safe place uh for you to plan um if you'd like. That sounds good. I like safe places. I, I just had another idea, um, which perhaps a mage of your talents might be able to do. As you were saying, memory deletion is difficult and not very precise, correct? That's true. Um, it's also, it's, it's not my focus as a wizard, but it's not out of the question, yes. Well, would it not be easier to instead replace a memory, so everything remains the same, but we were never talking about an orb. We were talking about pick something else in Stone Man's palace, and that's what we're there to steal. That's what these two will know, and I'll be the only one who knows about the orb, just to make sure that the uh, mission goes forth. Well, why do you, why do you get to be the only one that knows the, no- because about I'm the orb? Because I'm not tempted by it like you are, and I am very... You don't know I'm tempted by the orb. What makes you think I'm tempted by the Even orb? Even the way you've been talking about it this whole time. Even like, well, uh, but why, you know, why should she trust us? And I want to steal things and, you know, the whole, everything. <laughs> you've, really, you've really made a lot out of that whole stealing things comment. <laughs> well, that's not a question for me to answer. But if that's the path that the three of you decide to take, I can certainly contact a sufficiently skilled enchanter and, yes, have them cast a spell that would have that sort of effect. Yes. I, I There's honestly. There's no need to decide now. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll discuss it with my friends later, but the, I think for our own safety, having some safeguards within the group might be helpful. Excellent. Well, I'm pleased that we'll be working together. I'll take you to the safe place uh, I mentioned, but first there's one stop we need to make along the way. Just, just as a as a quick question, from the safe place where we'll be able to you know, plan... Will we also have access to your network of suppliers that may be able to procure better items and gear for us at your cost by any chance? Anything that we can procure without raising an eyebrow, uh, I will do everything I can to assist you. Sounds reasonable. All right. All right. What's this stop? That was you were really, you, that was a that was a bit of a vague KG comment. I don't. What are we yes. doing? Uh, we're almost there, actually. <laughs> ah, <Let's>... it's prison. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Mercury, why don't you roll a perception check? Eleven. With an eleven, I'll tell you that you're cruising through um, an area of town that you know uh, pretty well. Uh, it's it's not far from 
Did you, did you have an apartment? I kind of like lived. Think of like think about um, Ragnarok, where like, uh, but like in a better quarter. I like like lived in quarters over at the gladiators. Gladiator dorms. Gladiator yeah. dorm. Totally perfect. Okay, um, so you're kind of back in that neighborhood. Darren and Alicia, why don't you each roll a perception check? Yeah, I haven't rolled something yet today. Oh, uh, that's a 21. Um, Alicia, you notice by Mercury's feet, there's a little like disturbance um, in the air, um, like a little shimmer. Mm -hmm. And as you kind of look at it, you don't know if it itself is changing or if your eyes are adjusting or you're just tuning into it somehow. Um, But over time you see it start to take shape um, into kind of a purplish, glowing, ethereal outline of a dog. Okay, what's that? And uh, Lady Gravemourne uh, gestures to the uh, the ethereal pooch um, and goes, Ah, oh, yes, uh, this is how we were able to track you down. Mercury, you remember Sparko, don't you? <gasps> I killed that dog. <sighs> and the uh, the carriage pulls to a stop in front of Ethel's house. Um, oh. The door opens um, and uh, Sparko uh, trots out of the carriage. Can I see it now? Yeah. But I, that dog is dead. What in God's God's name? Do we see Ethel? <laughs> yeah, let's say you see the door open. Uh, you see Ethel there with like a bowl of uh, of kibble. Of uh, purple ethereal kibble. Hang on, she w- she refused to take us to her house. She offered. She said she we could come to her house, but it wouldn't be safe. Yeah, but she didn't say it in like a way the way she meant it. Um, I think it's best to let bygones be bygones, Alicia. I'm just saying we could have we could have saved the whole episode if we had just gotten <laughs> to go to her house immediately. Well, thank you, everyone. Um, that is another one in the can. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for sticking around, um, and thank you for uh, for those of you who have been uh, leaving us, you know, uh, uh, nice, I don't know, thumbs up and stuff on things. Um, uh, if you do feel moved, um, it would mean a lot to us. Um, if like you that already, smash if you, button. If you like that smash button, hmm. <laughs> that's what they like say that. in Minecraft. <laughs> Cute. Um, but yeah, if you feel you know, if you feel moved to uh, to leave a review, or 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 even better, tell a friend. Um, that would uh, that would mean a lot to us. Um, if you have any thoughts on the show, you know, you can find all our our, all our social stuff um, in the show notes. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Everyone, uh, do a uh, office wide email uh, suggesting that people Reply listen all. to our uh, our. Don't BCC. Yeah, no, just <laughs> it'll be a really fun thread. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. for a for a nice. Um, fun team building experience why not make everybody listen to this during a meeting yeah absolutely <laughs> uh you, you know thanksgiving is coming up you can listen to this with your grandparents um <laughs> <laughs> and have them tell their entire this, convalescent home about what this, is this podcast. thing i keep on hearing about oh, is this that satan's thing where you have to sacrifice virgins is, do all old people sound like a dare to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's it for us, folks. Um, Bye, we'll be everybody. back in Bye. Yeah, about I two weeks. You. We love you. It's <laughs> a little too heavy on the commitment. Thing. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I think of we're Christians. A so but you look great we today. To. <laughs> we love you, Greg. That thing you're doing, it's working. I love you like a friend. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I could be the kid that you say.